Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm damn, damn good. We have a lot to talk about on today's show. Tennessee plays Alabama. USC plays Utah. Your Cowboys play the Giants on Sunday Night Football. We have a rematch of the playoffs with the Bills and Chiefs. Russell Westbrook is coming off the bench as well tonight. And we have three takeaways from the NBA preseason, which is exactly where we're going to start. Coop, give me your number one takeaway from the NBA preseason this year. Yeah, and obviously all of these are overreactions because you know I overreact to preseason oh, I love it. games. That's what we're uh, here for. Zion will be an MVP race. Okay. And he will probably be up for the scoring title. Mm. Just just off of the 13 minutes I saw him play. Because I didn't watch the rest, so I don't even know. He, he probably like was 0 for 20 the next night, and I'm just saying this, and I'm going to look like a fool. Only watch that one game, too. I only and, watched and game. I literally have Zion on my list, too. He's in elite shape right now. And it's just seeing him you know, be under that weight clause that's in his contract, uh, the hunger that's coming out of him from not playing in over 500 days. Yes, I can see Zion being in the MVP race. I can see the Pelicans being – um, a finals contender if everything works out. Um, you, you solved the defensive problem, you know, with having yeah. CJ, Jonas, and BI alongside Zion. You have Herb Jones there. I think that is a very key piece. If he can stay healthy, this team can go a long, long way. And Alvarado. Don't forget about yeah. Alvarado. That helps Grand the Theft Alvarado. Can't, can't forget about him. Putting the short kids on for the culture. Shout exactly. out to the short guy. Alvarado. You know, I got to shout out the short guys. We're short guys. <laughs> yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, do you have a second takeaway? I do. Jalen Green is picking right up where he left off last season. Obviously, I don't think this is really an overreaction whatsoever because uh, it's not. He looks awesome. Uh, potential first-year All-Star. Potential. Mm. I'll throw it Making out there. Making my most improved player pick look good. I like I like the, the Jalen Green love, man. I think the Rockets, uh, they can make some noise this year. Jabari Smith has looked good. Playing I, noise. Yeah, play-in play noise. Uh, that, that's what we're talking about here. Everyone just, some reason, thinks they're going to be a 13, 14, 15 seed. I don't feel that way. I think they could be uh, up up there competing for a play-in spot at that 10, 11, 12, maybe even a 9 spot if everything goes well. If Jalen Green can get you close to 25 points a game, Jabari Smith can get you good rookie numbers at 15, 16, 17, alongside Josh Christopher, the heater that he is, and Tari Eason having a good rookie season, I really see the Rockets um, – you know, competing for a playing spot. Yeah, and Shangun's probably they're expecting big uh, second year step out of him, so Alfred like that'll be an interesting Shangun. one. Shangun, yeah. Shangun, give me your third and final one. Ah, <sighs> this one, this one's a little negative, and it's towards my Grizzlies. <laughs> Why can't you do this shit on Grizz Talk? I was literally demanding a trade, Jordan Clarkson, Brandon Clark. I had so much hate in the comments, and now you want to give negativity on the main one, but that's okay. Our rebounding and our defense. Will suck until Jaron Jackson comes back. I absolutely um, agree. I'm I'm watching Stephen Adams even get bodied out there by Isaiah Stewart to he get has rebounds. No help. He has no help. He's literally the only person who somehow knows how to get a rebound. So I need Ja. I need Bain. I need Dylan. You know what? If Dylan will stop shooting and just go stand right under the goal trying to get a rebound for three years, man, we just need him to do that. But I, I think our rebounding and our defense is going to take a massive, massive, massive toll. Nobody really is shocked by that statement, I don't think, because, I mean, I wrote as expected. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely going to be a struggle because – Blocks are going to be a problem as well. Yeah, and poor Santee, game one. Uh, Julius Randle 
may have AD. So, if you're doing a fantasy draft this week and you want a guy, Julius Randle might drop 80 on Santi Aldama's head. So Yes, and if you're a Nick fan, you should be happy about that. Yeah. Um, I had three takeaways as well. I discussed my Zion one with you. My other one concerned the Rockets. That's when I touched on. So uh, looks You're like welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You hit on two of mine. Other one is the Sacramento Kings, another team that's going to be competing for a playing spot. They actually have real, real hope this year to make the playoffs, not only the play-in. Um, with what I've seen from Keegan Murray this preseason, I know we're not analyzing this, but when a guy averages damn near 27 points per game um, throughout you know three, four, five-game stretch, I'm going to take notice, especially if that guy's a rookie, and especially if that guy's next to De'Aaron Fox, who looks rejuvenized as well, next to DeMontis Sabonis. I'm really excited um, for what the Kings have in store, for sure. Yeah, and you got to remember, De'Aaron Fox, literally just a few years ago, was averaging like 25. Like, I mean, he can do it, and he's capable of it, and he he had really good assist numbers. He can be the starting point guard on a playoff team. It's going to be, will, will DeMontis Sabonis and him work out, and can Keegan Murray continue to look like he does? Mm-hmm. If Keegan Murray, dude, if they stumbled upon a 25-point game per, point per game scorer as a team who hasn't been able to draft in the last 150 years, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Because everyone thought they were getting Jaden Ivey, and I kept, we kept talking. I was like, why? Yeah. Why are they going to just do the same thing they've done the past three years? They got... Deer and then Tyrese and then Davion Mitchell and you're like, what are y'all doing? What what are you doing? Get some bigs and they they got Keegan Murray, which shocked a lot of people. They stumbled upon a really good pick here, and I mean the Tyrese Halliburton trade keeps getting quieter and quieter. I still love Tyrese. I know you do. I love Tyrese. I know you do. I I, I honestly think there's a, a possibility that there's a trade where both teams can win. You see uh, what the hell John Morant did to Jaden Ivey on Thursday night? <laughs> Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Kay Cunningham. I saw what he did to everybody. Boyan Bogdanovich, well, co- cookies. Welcome to the league, 31 points in 25 minutes. But this isn't a Grizz talk, but we still talk about John Morant. Because everybody saw that. Everybody everybody's saw talking about John Morant. Everybody saw it. I hate to see it. Shout out Memphis. He made Corey Joseph's ghost go that way when yeah. he did that behind the back into a plant dunk full speed. Absolutely. Awesome. You want to get into this NFL shit so I can come at your neck for college football? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start it off. <laughs> you, you love your Bills and Chiefs so much. Go ahead and start with your Bills and Chiefs. Yeah, let's let's start with the Bills and Chiefs. I'm going to start off with a home run hitter here. The most obvious question and thought that comes to mind when I think of the Bills and Chiefs is Cooper Neal. <laughs> would you rather have right, would, right now, would you rather have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Um, there's a reason he's on a 10-year contract right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's insane. He's incredible. Um, and there's really not much you got to say that's wrong about his game. Uh, last year was a scary sight because they started out pretty sluggish. They still almost made it to the Super Bowl. He's incredible. He's, he's a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. Yeah. And at this point, I get the bills of the sexy new thing right now, but – I'm still taking Mahomes as well. What the hell did Travis Kelsey do last week? I mean, four touchdowns. The fact that Tyreek Hill, that hasn't even been a storyline for Kansas City. No one's even thinking about him anymore because Patrick Mahomes has been so, so great, and so has Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, I'm still rolling with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Is that your pick for the game? No. You're taking the Bills in this game. Yeah. It's at the Chiefs, right? 
Yeah, I'm still taking the Bills. Uh, I'm sorry. Bills are got bad intentions for this ball game. Uh, Agreed. Last year, the way they lost that game, I mean, you're literally up by, what was it, three or was it a touchdown with 13 seconds left? It was a field goal. Yeah. They were up by three. Mm-hmm. 13 seconds left, Patrick Mahomes gets them in field goal range. Yep. And then they get the ball first in overtime, and you don't even get to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – honestly, I'm a fan of the college overtime rules where each team gets a possession on the 25-yard line. Because the red zone is the hardest place to score. I prefer that. And I honestly wish the NFL would kind of adopt that or something to that that nature. Absolutely. And then, like, maybe instead of the two-point conversion shootout like there is in college, maybe have, like, a field goal shootout. Something – I don't know. There, there's just something you can do to make it fair where both teams get a shot in the in, in overtime. Because mm-hmm. we have high-powered offenses, unless you're the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people can score in one possession if you give them the opportunity, especially with all the momentum they can gain. Uh, but I think the Bills have bad intentions. They ha- they've had this game circled for a while. I'm going to pick the Bills as well for the, all the same reasons you did. I mean, they, they have this game circled. When it comes to the playoffs, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. But for right now, the Bills have not slept – until this game, and they're going to be ready for it. I promise you that. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'll jump into this next game. Because who would have thought the Vikings? 4-1, and one, Jack. This is something you kind of predicted. And they go on the road to the Dolphins. Obviously, this game does not look as good uh, with all the stuff going on with the Dolphins side. But I only bring it up to talk about the Vikings. Jack, the Vikings, the Vikings look pretty good. Um, Kirk Cousins is still not the my ideal quarterback to lead me to a Super Bowl. But right now, 4-1, and one, atop their division. Can the Vikings go to a Super Bowl? Are they a Super Bowl contender? They absolutely could be. It, it, it doesn't even revolve around Kirk Cousins. The weapons around him and the royalty around him, and Justin Jefferson, who has blossomed into one of the best wide receivers in the entire league. Dalvin Cook is still Dalvin Cook. And Adam Thielen across the way. I mean, my God. The weapons around him. And also, the defense has gotten better than last year. They didn't need to be great. They just needed to be better and support that offense, and they've done that this year. You know what's crazy? They're on a new head coach this year. I couldn't tell you their head coach's name. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. We can name Nathaniel Hackett of the Broncos. Exactly. Because Next, he's been horrendous. It's been horrendous. I, I couldn't name you the Vikings head coach either. I can only name you the Dolphins head coach, McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, because of the Tua, the Tua stuff. Injury, yeah. And so, like, that's obviously not a good deal, but he's not been a bad coach. I mean, yeah. three and two is not a bad thing. But I, can't, I, I don't know who the Vikings head coach is, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. He has not been in the news because they've been bad. Mm-hmm. They haven't, or they haven't had any identity, or you tr- make this insane offseason trade. To get this star quarterback who's a bum. And also, we're not talking about the Broncos at, at a lot, but I have to say this. Why does all of a sudden he has a torn labrum or something after he just blatantly misses K.J. Hamler running naked? Yeah. Like, how is it all of a sudden, oh, it's my it's torn labrum? Yeah, that works. It's amazing all the scuttlebutt that's coming out around Russell Wilson. All the old guys that play with him really didn't like him. It's yeah. really, really amazing. How so he was fake. Yeah, yeah. It's how this is all coming to fold. I'm going to say one more thing about the Vikings. And I know this situation has nothing to do with him, but I'm telling you right now, if Baker Mayfield was plugged in with Kirk Cousins, this team would already have won an NFC championship. I'm sorry, but I feel like Baker is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, and with those weapons, he could go farther than Kirk Cousins. So if I'm the Vikings and I get bounced in the first round this year, I'm signing Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry, but I am. 
Mm-mm. All right, look, I love Baker. Go ahead, man. Go I, ahead. Look, I love Baker. He has he has the personality and the mentality of the quarterback you want to lead your team. I just really don't think he has that. Honestly, I don't see a difference between Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield in talent. I really don't. I think they got the same amount of arm, okay. if we're being honest. Okay. And Kirk Cousins has a better resume, if we're being honest. He makes a lot. He makes a lot well, more. Kirk money. Cousins didn't have five coaches in five years now. So, so if we're counting Matt Rule, it's five coaches in five years. Yeah, and I get that, but the weapons that Baker has had should imply he should be a better quarterback. Obviously, I understand with the Browns, they've always been more of a run-first team, and their passing Wait game was abysmal. Leading up to his rookie year, that team won one game in two seasons. I, I understand that. I'm talking about how this team is constructed Constructed a few years ago. They got him Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. They had Hunter Henry, David Njoku. They were healthy at the same time. I understand, time. but they had an awesome offensive line, and they also had Nick Chubb. That team is built to go somewhere, and they also had the, the defense one, on the other t- side. The one time they had all of that, they went like thirteen they were and three. One play away from beating Kansas City. Yeah. So whenever they had all of that, they had they were there. But it wasn't on the arm of Baker that they got there. Okay. It was on their defense and on Nick Chubb because Odell Beckham had his three worst career years in the Browns. Yeah. Their quarterback couldn't get him the ball, Jack. And then now he if looks Odell like an Beckham absolute bum. was so great, his him being injured right now. If Odell Beckham was so great, he would be on a roster. No, I'm sorry. No, if Devonte Adams had the same injury in the Super Bowl and he was a free agent this upcoming year, he'd be on a roster. The reason he's not on the roster is because he can't come back until the November area. So nobody's going to pay him right now until they can actually get him in to do a physical because he's not going to pass a physical yet. So he's not going to get on the roster. If a great receiver. It was open to the market, like a Tyreek Hill. If Tyreek Hill, that had happened to him in the Super Bowl for Kansas City, then he would be signed by now. He he probably would have re-signed before then, though. Like, Odo Beckham got traded, and they didn't know what he was getting, and he looked awesome in the Super Bowl, and he will be signed exactly. as soon as he passes a the Super Bowl champion, But looked, he can't pass a physical right now. But a Super right Bowl now. champion looked him in the face and said, we don't need you. Like, that happened. They probably need him. That team's bad. Yeah, they do need him. They need an offensive line, though. They losing, need a lot of losing Whitworth. They need and, uh, Stafford to Stafford. throw to someone besides Cooper no, Cup. No, they don't. I need him to keep throwing to okay. Cooper Cup. Fantasy implications Fan- here. Fantasy implications. Cooper Cup better be catching the ball 20 times like he did every week. Cooper I'm for Cup. That. Cooper Cup. Um, but no, I. I think Kirk Cousins is fine. It's just he needs to he needs to James Harden in and take a pay cut. He's making too much money. And obviously, I understand quarterbacks are always going to get paid the most. But Baker could do more. Okay. Well, I'll die Baker, on that sword. Baker, Baker doesn't he'll have. He'll be out of the league a year from now, but I, I'm dying on that sword. It's, it's the biggest what if in NFL history. Baker might have those progressive commercials, but he does not have the. You like that? Oh and God. nobody can trump that. Nobody. Oh my God, dude. Nobody. Dude, little Kirk Cousins hype man now. Yeah. What the fuck? Is you that? like that? <laughs> Take that for data. Let's go to your Dallas, your hapless Dallas Cowboys. They're hapless? Now, they're now four and one. I've been hearing shit on shit from Cowboys fans in the past three weeks, and it's finally going to end. They're going to get put in their place, and the Eagles are going to absolutely run away with this division. Just like Tennessee's going to run away with the SECs after this weekend, and just like USC's going to run away with the Pac-12. How do you feel about you finally meeting your nemesis and the Eagles just wiping the floor with you on Sunday night? <clears throat> They're not wiping the floor with us. Okay. Um, this is going to be the best defense that the Eagles have faced. 
Um, and I hate to break it to you, you must not watch that Monday night uh, Manning broadcast last year when uh, – and that was last year. That was before Micah Parsons was really just him. Um, and Trevon Diggs was in his uh, 11 interception campaign. But uh, he had a pick six against Jalen Hurts. Um, and uh, we had a QB spy because we have a lot of safeties. And we had a QB spy on Jalen Hurts the whole time. So every time he tried to run out of the pocket, we would waylay him. So, uh, yeah. I think we're going to have an incredible defensive game plan for Jalen Hurts. If Cooper rushes our starting quarterback, though, I don't know if we generate enough offense to win this game. You think? You can kiss my ass. I take Cooper Rush over Baker Mayfield's bum ass. And I'll die on that hill. Cooper Rush is undefeated as a starter, in the words of LeVar Ball. Undefeated, never lost. You take Cooper Rush over Baker Mayfield? Yeah. You're drunk as shit. No, I'm not. Dude, he threw for like 109 yards last week. It was 102. Get your facts straight. <laughs> and it was net 76. Hey, but a win's a win. Baker doesn't win. <laughs> Dude, Baker has DJ Moore, Cooper Robbie Rush Anderson. Cooper Rush will never have a 13-win season, ever. Dude. I bet you if Dak like met, comes in and messes his arm up, I bet you we still can get double digit wins. No. Yeah. All right, yeah, I think y'all still get double digit wins without him. Not no damn thirteen. I don't know. Thirteen uh, and five it sounds you. pretty doable. And, and this whole defensive game plan and picking off Jalen Hurts last year, this is an MVP caliber Jalen Hurts. This is a completely different man than last year. It, no, it was, it's the same dude as last year. He's just getting some recognition. Let's talk more about Jalen, okay? I love Jalen. You've heard me say I love Jalen. I know. I heard you say over Zoom this past week. That you would take Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott. So I'm going to ask you one more time, just to make sure, would you take Dak Prescott, or excuse me, would you take Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott? Yeah, I would. I like Jalen Hurts, and I've liked Jalen Hurts since he was a freshman in college. So, like, it's a different – I didn't like Dak because Dak could never win the big game because he lost every time to Ole Miss. Understandable. Hell yeah. I'd take Jalen Hurts over him. And the fact that we talked about – the fact that he's not getting MVP love is absolutely ridiculous. No, I, Put the guy in the conversation. I agree. I agree. And I think he should. I think he is now. I think he's finally in the conversation. But let's be honest. The Cardinals are ass cheeks, and I'll say that blatantly. And they should have They should have went to overtime against them. And I'm going to be on the record scored 20 to points. say Jalen Hurts after Sunday night will be in the MVP conversation because he's going to show out against the best defense in the NFL. Okay. I disagree. I think the Cowboys win. I think the Eagles win. Okay, cool. I- I'm dying on this Cowboys sword. I- I've been wrong multiple times, and I'm going to be wrong again. They're the Golden State Warriors of the NFL for you. <laughs> I love it because, honestly, you hating on the Cowboys and we're 4-1, and one, if you keep doing it and we keep winning it, I'm going to need you to keep doing it the whole year. I'm absolutely – dude, I, I, I will – dude, if you somehow miraculously make me – because I've always said the Cowboys will never win a Super Bowl in my lifetime, but if you keep – if you pull a full – Warriors for the Cowboys. Hype down. I'll I'll die. I promise you, Dak or Cooper Rush is not beating Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Oh no, they ain't seen or the defense like ours. To a Tonga Vailoa. To to might not be. Did you see? I, I know. Did you see? He's back at practice this week. I did see that. Yeah. I don't see how, but it might, I'm gonna tell you my opinion on it. He should be sitting out the rest of the year. I know that sounds crazy at first, but every time he gets hit from here on out. It's going to be bad. Yeah, There's going to be a news story about it, and it's going to be bad for that team. It's going to be bad for him. That, yes. That's that's who I'm more concerned for. It's himself. Why Why are you not protecting yourself? I don't know, man. It's crazy. And the broken hip in college, too. It's yeah. just, but I'd be going after C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. That's me. 
Really? Yep. I or, think the Raiders will get him. Or the Heisman winner, uh, Hennon Hooker, this year. He, he'd be a good Stop. caliber NFL quarterback. Ravens at the Giants. By the way, the, hold on. Let me back up. Since you want to talk about Matt Corral for 25 minutes of last time's pod, or uh, this past week's podcast, he's been on an IR. Yeah, I know. So the fact that you brought up that he would start. I, I literally said if he wasn't hurt right now. Okay. You did? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Yeah, because last year in the Tennessee game, they were so mad that he was running for 200 yards on their ass, he got an ankle injury, and it lingered the whole entire year, and then Baylor hurt it more, and then he got in the NFL, and he tore it. Nobody's thinking about that. We're thinking about college game day for the second time in four weeks. Yeah, I hope y'all put more product on the field the last time y'all had a good <laughs> big game in town. We played well against Florida. No, the last big game in town was Ole Miss last year, and the only product <laughs> y'all had in the, the field Florida was game mustard bottles. The Florida game is a hell of a lot bigger than Ole Miss, and this Alabama game is a hell of a lot bigger I just hope y'all b- leave the mustard bottles at home. Yeah, okay. Promise. I'm leave the mustard right. bottles You want to get in college? For, what was the other game you asked about, man? Ravens and Giants. Okay. God, so Giants are 4-1 and one now, right? I know. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where I wouldn't have expected to talk about the Giants being a decent team. No, I'm but, here for it. Um, is Brian Dayball right now the coach of the year? Absolutely. Dude, what a hire. What a hire. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen him do much with Daniel Jones in the way that he did with Josh Allen, and I'm not fully expecting them to keep Daniel Jones and use him. Um, and Giant fans, you can be bound down my throat if Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future, but I don't see it. But Brian Dayball is an incredible coach. Incredible. And the, I mean, four and one for the Giants, and you're down that bad to the Packers in London. I didn't watch the game because it came on way too early, and you, you know what was happening to me last Sunday, so I wasn't watching much. But um, to come back with an injured quarterback, because uh, Daniel Jones was injured leading up to that game, and Tyrod Taylor, who came in for him, got hurt, and then they just put Saquon at quarterback uh, to run Wildcat. Mm-hmm. To come back on the Packers is impressive. Um and to be 4-1 is impressive. So, like, kudos to Brian Dayball and the Giants. So, you don't want Daniel Jones extended, right? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. But the question that comes to my mind is how many wins do the Giants have to have to extend Daniel Jones? I mean, if you make the playoffs with them, and so obviously I know that's not a win total, and that's kind of a cop-out answer, but – I mean, you get, you have the Texans and Giants in a few weeks and the Lions, and you They're get probably, the Commanders they twice. They probably could win nine. They could probably win ten games. They can probably win nine or ten games and still make the playoffs. So you think yeah. that's enough? Yeah. If they make the playoffs, I think they're going to be like, look, we'll give them another shot. And so maybe it's not like a five-year deal, but it, maybe it's like a, hey, we're going to give you a one, two-year deal. Go prove it. Like, prove. Let's, let's see, because obviously Josh Allen's first year wasn't what he is now. It took a couple years for Dayball to get out of – Josh Allen, what he got out of him. So maybe they're going to be like, look, we know this man's resume. Let's give him two more years with you. And if you blossom into what we, out of who knows why, thought you could be when we drafted you super high, we'll give you a chance. I feel the same way. No matter the win total, if they make the playoffs, give me a two-year deal. But I'm telling you, if this team wins 13 games, you think the sky's the limit. If I'm just saying, if they okay. win 13 games, I'm giving him a four to five to six to seven year deal. I mean, they do have a pretty generous uh, uh, 
schedule. schedule. Yeah, I mean, any, Ravens. I, any the, schedule where you play the Cowboys twice, it's it's quite simple. Oh, that's crazy. Seeing as their one loss on the year is to the Dallas Cowboys with the backup quarterback. <laughs> that's so comical. Can't wait for them to uh, play. We again. gave we gave Daniel Jones his record for how many pressure rates he had in one game. Yeah. So there you go. Saquon but, uh, Barkley, something Ezekiel Elliott will never be. Ra- that's fine. Saquon's awesome. Uh, yeah, he just he gets is. hurt more. Ezekiel's not. He just gets hurt more. Zeke's been pretty good this year. I can't complain. Okay. But who you got? Ravens he's or always, Giants? He's, been, he's good for the first four to six to seven games, and he peters off because he gets uh, – he's banged up, man. It's all right. I got Tony Pollard. <laughs> yeah. Pass block. Extraordinaire. Eight carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. Okay. What was your next question? Ravens. Who you got? Ravens, Giants. Um, Giants are or Ravens are three and two, right? Yep. They need a win. Is it is it in Baltimore? Nope. I, I don't care. I think I'm picking the Ravens. <laughs> I got the Ravens too. Yeah. I just need the Ravens defense to kind of play like they did at the Bengals. But we don't. Want Real to quick, win that. total for the Giants. We talked about what it had to be, but what do you think it actually will be? I say eleven. I got ten. I say Just based off of who they play, I like the Vikings a little bit more. I, I like the Eagles more, and I like the Ravens. So, uh, other than that, they have a few toss-up games. But I'm going to go 11-6. All right. All right. Um, you know, we I think that's the last one. There's we not very, very many good games because the Broncos are ass, so we're not talking about them. Yeah, that's it. On the other side, we have an absolute fireworks show for the biggest weekend in all of college football coming up on today. Today, if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, which when it that's when it'll be released, so <laughs> it's the biggest day in college football, probably in my life. Um, I don't know who Ole Miss plays. I, I honestly don't get the subscription to uh, Discovery Plus, so I'm, I'm sure you'll have to let us know about that on Monday or Tuesday whenever we decide to record. But I, I don't know if they'll get talked about anyways uh on the other side is our college football segment what's up y'all we just hit fifty thousand subscribers so you know what that means another merch drop i got my favorite piece on right here from the drop but we also got hoodies and sweatshirts in all colors and sizes so y'all make sure to tap that link in my bio and let's get to 100k Grizzlies fans, what's up? Every Thursday at 11 a.m., me and Coop's Grizz Talk premieres, and we talk about every jaw dropper, every Desmond Bain three, and every Jaron Jackson block. So y'all be sure to tune in weekly to never miss a beat on your Memphis Grizzlies. Go Grizz. Let's get it. Welcome back to the HSP. It is that time. My number six team in the country is hosting the Alabama Crimson Tide. Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans are playing the Utah Utes. What a weekend for me. Um, Even if they both lose, you know, for half the season I was right about both of these teams. And I just can't wait for the second half. If I have to show up here next week and both of them – teams get their brains beat in as a Tennessee fan I'm happy just to be in this position and let me just say as USC if they lose this game they still may have a route to the college football playoff so I really am absolutely in a completely free uh, zone right now as an Ole Miss fan I mean if you lose to Auburn it's over I mean bye-bye New Year six and and bye-bye Star Wars quarterback kid and I paint kids, so 
I'm going to have a great weekend watching these games. I'm sure you're going to get some audio message that you're not going to listen to. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts going into this weekend. I'm completely carefree. College game day will be in Knoxville for the second time in four weeks. So what's your breakdown of this weekend? Where do you want to start? Um, what top six, top ten matchup do you want to start with? Um, we'll start with Penn State at Michigan. Penn State will win it, be an upset. And really? Tennessee will move up in the top five, yeah. So is that just a, you, you saying that because you want Tennessee to move up or you actually think Penn State's somehow a decent team? I actually think Sean Clifford and his ninth year at quarterback will, <laughs> will, will do something. This will be a signature win for Sean Clifford. I'm dead serious. Michigan's beatable this year. Um, the only team in the entire country that's not beatable, in my opinion, right now is Ohio State. I thought you were about to say USC and we were about to fight. No, I, I've been on record saying USC's beatable, and I've damn sure been on record saying Tennessee's beatable. I was nervous for Florida. I was nervous for LSU. And this game, the reason I was n- nervous for Florida and LSU, we were supposed to win those. We're not supposed to win this game against Bryce Young and Alabama. That's why. I'm carefree. I love that. I'm glad you're carefree. Yeah, I am. I'm glad you're carefree. I think I actually think Michigan's probably going to win this game. Uh, really? Yeah. Why? I think they have a good quarterback in MacArthur. Um, and their defense is usually or McCarthy, McCarthy. My bad. Oh, okay. It's McCarthy. Um, he's a he's a good dual threat guy, but their running back's insane. And can I we talk about like some real football now? I just think Penn State's overrated. But yeah, we can talk about some real football. Um, Kansas at Oklahoma. Oh, speaking of Oklahoma, uh, how about them losing by 50 as soon as Lincoln Riley leaves and then he completely turns around another program? As I said, you've never heard USC come out of my mouth until this year, and that is because Lincoln Riley, I believe in him, and I believe in Caleb Williams. Um, that is why I, I care about USC. And then you look at Oklahoma. They saw, they've lost three straight and lost by literally 49 points to their biggest rival. Yeah. That is embarrassing, and that is the effect that Lincoln Riley has in college football. Lincoln may not ever win a championship, but he's good enough to get you there. That's how I feel about that game. Let's talk about the USC Trojans and the Utah Utes. You predicted uh, USC to lose last week, and that was their trap game, as of sorts. You know, for weeks and weeks we heard Washington State. Um, Utah, are you worried about USC? Because I know you'll have your jersey on and be cheering for them. What jersey? Uh, Your Reggie Bush jersey. Don't have one of those. Okay. My bad. I don't have one of those. But while we're on the subject. Forgot you part no, no, of your no. friends. Here we go. It was Matt Liner, wasn't it? I'm going to give you a little little stat here. 2006 is the year. This year was the last time that USC went undefeated under Pete Carroll. Was it on Michael Pittman jersey? And it was also the last time that your Tennessee Vols Beat a Nick Saban-less Alabama. Bro, it was a vintage Ronnie Lott. I just remembered. Continue. It was Mark Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Butt Fumble. I was not expecting that, but I was thinking of USC players. (laughs) Didn't even cross my mind. I know know it didn't. (laughs) You're a real Trojan fan. Shout out to you, Coop. Continue with whatever the hell you're saying about Nick Saban. 2006 was the last time. That Tennessee beat Alabama. I'm aware. I heard the Florida stats a couple weeks ago, too. Yep. Continue. 2006 was also the last year that USC went undefeated, like you've claimed they will do this year. Yeah, like I said, they will do this year. 
both of those stats go on till next year. Utah's going to win this game. Cam Rising, give me that man with that mustache. Give me the Utah Utes, and they're going to just like beat you the pick, shit. D- just like you picked them over UCLA. Who was here talking about DTR last week? Dude, DTR is the most is for real. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's setting it up for USC to have their signature win to get into the college football playoff. Because if USC loses this game and they still beat UCLA, no. UCLA is in the top ten. There will not be a one, still there. There will not be a one loss Pac twelve team. If there, dude, if it was the ten, if it was the twelve game playoff, like it's going to be in a few years, so a one loss Pac twelve <laughs> team could get in, but an undefeated or no team will get in if they're okay in the Pac twelve. I'll give you that, and I, I, I'm going to respond with there can be a one loss SEC team. Yeah, in Alabama or Georgia. <laughs> no, Alabama or Tennessee. I don't know if you've seen the scenarios have been thrown around on national radio if they lose this game and Alabama or Georgia. Yeah, they just beat one of those two teams. They're probably going to get a back door into the college football playoff. I'm not ready to talk about that yet because I- I'm just in absolute nirvana about Tennessee right now. Yeah, you got to beat Will Levis. <laughs> hey, that signature Ole Miss win keeps looking better and better. Lost to South Carolina at home he last didn't play. week. So he's that good that he affects winning? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Will yeah. Levis is an NFL quarterback to you now? No. <laughs> he affects winning for Kentucky. Okay. All right. Fair. But so so did Fair. like half the people from Kentucky that were supposedly good. But How uh, much yeah. did y'all beat them by two points? A win's a win. Does it matter? Okay. All right. Sorry, I just can't relate. We beat, we beat I just the think, shit out of teams. Uh, honestly – Non-biasly speaking, because I will be rooting for Utah. I think Utah can win this game. <laughs> I, I do think Utah can win this game. They have the more veteran quarterback. Um, I'm not going to say he's more talented than Caleb Williams because that's outrageous, but I think he's going to be able to manage this game enough. I think their defense is not as porous as USC's is, um, and I think they're going to finally capitalize on that bad defense of USC. And I think Utah, the veteran-laden Utah Utes, will win this game at home. Uh, shout out to the Bruins last week, man. Appreciate appreciate you, DTR. Yeah, as much as I love DTR, I'd take Caleb Williams over him, right? Um, I'd take Lincoln Riley over Chip Kelly, right? So I, I just don't see any way that Utah wins this game. I'm probably not even going to turn it on, to tell you the truth. And, and another game... Yeah, because you're going to be watching Mississippi State at Kentucky. No, I won't. And another game I won't turn on will probably be Ole Miss and Auburn, so I'll let you um, try to make a... Try to sell that for anybody to turn on and purchase Discovery Plus this weekend. It's actually on ESPN, so uh, pretty sure Bama and Tennessee play on CBS. Which yeah, and more people bet on that game than the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah, I think some more people, people are just going to lose money on it. That's not a good thing. Okay, it's not a good thing. But I mean, we're actually on ESPN, so. Uh, you think ESPN has more people watching it than CBS? I hate the CBS announcers. Oh, no, I do too. That. I'm just saying CBS is uh, honestly, on literally every TV. I get that. But I just hate the announcers. I, I haven't been able to stand. Is it Vern Lundquist or was that the other dude? It's Gary, the other dude. Gary Daniels. Gary Daniels. Oh. Dude, they're just a bunch of old heads. They need I to, can't stand they're both Gary a foot and a half in the grave, bro. But uh, no, Ole Miss is playing on ESPN. I, I hope Ole Miss wins. As always. I think who's an underrated college announcer is RG3. I like RG3. He called that NC State Clemson upset last year. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where I first heard him. I was like, I like that RG3. I mean, he obviously. Was good, he was a good ball player, too. Best college announcer. It's Gus Johnson. 
He's electric. He's electric. I was talking about like mid. No, 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 no. I know, but Gus Johnson. Top of the line's Kirk and Gus. Top of the line's Gus and then Kirk. J. K. Davis. The Ohio State Buckeyes. We've never watched football together, actually. Yeah, we've. <laughs> that didn't take long. Oh, that didn't take long. Um, it's a good thing we're not watching in the same room. We'd probably get a fist fight and throw one of each other through the window. Over what? <laughs> USC beating the shit out of Utah, obviously. It won't happen. Okay. But I don't know. Oh, Lane, this is Lane Kiffin finally getting over the hump of not being able to beat Auburn. On a serious note, <laughs> give me your thoughts on Alabama, Tennessee. I want to hear what Cooper, Neil, you've been hiding it from me all week. Give me your precious thoughts so I know like how to feel the opposite of it, just like the UCLA game last week. If Bryce Young plays, because he will be a game-time decision. He will play. He'll probably play. He will play. We're going to talk about both scenarios, damn it. I promise you, I will put, I could put I know a he'll play, but Bryce if Young he playing. somehow does it. This is the biggest game of Nick Saban's career. If he, no, it's not. Yes, it stop, is. Stop. Yes, it Nick is. Saban has been in championship after championship. Yeah. This is not the biggest. This game is of his the biggest career. game of his. No, career. it's not. Yes, it is. Stop it. Yeah. You don't even believe. He's gonna that. have bottles whizzing past both ears. This is the biggest. Yeah, most are bottles because that's the only product that Tennessee fans know how to put on the field. <laughs> Can you give me your opinion on the Tennessee? Will you let me? <laughs> if that backup quarterback plays, I do think Tennessee wins the ball game. Um, and I'll say that. If Bryce Young plays, he's a re- there's a reason he's going to be an NFL quarterback. I think he keeps this game close. I do think it will be a tight game. So I think Tennessee covers, but I do think they suffer their first loss. This is going to be a great game. I, I won't make any offense about about it. But I will not lie to you. On Saturday, you will never hear me say this statement again. But roll motherfucking tie roll. Listen to him, man. Uh, uh, people that have been listening to this show for <clears> – <throat> For weeks now. You know, as a Tennessee fan, I'm, I'm a nervous cat. But my pick's not going to be nervous. I'm, I'm going to watch the game and, and not really care this week what the result is because we're in this position at number six in the country. But my pick is going to be in confidence. <clears throat> Hinton Hooker will be leading the Heisman race on Monday. The Tennessee Volunteers will be in the top four and currently in the college football playoff on Monday. And the Tennessee Volunteers will win this game by double digits. Bryce Young will be knocked out at or before halftime. And I can't wait to watch every second of this 40 to 50 to 60 piece that will be hung on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Go Big Orange, go Vols, and Hendon for fucking Heisman. That's my prediction. So when you're normally Do you want to talk about Ole Miss and Auburn now? No, we already talked about them. When you're when you're picking a game, you usually base it on head coach. I'm gonna take Nick Saban. In this I'm one. gonna take the number one offense in the entire country. Yeah, they ain't seen Nick Saban yet. Okay. Yeah, Henry Toa Toa, he's been on our team. Will Anderson ain't. Dude, that's like the number one overall draft pick. You better put some yeah, damn respect is. on and his I name. I heard all this Will Anderson for Heisman shit at the beginning of the year, and it's absolutely died down. Two guys that have been in Heisman. I sent you a graphic the other day. Actually. I saw it. I we're not, <laughs> not getting into it. Tell the world the two players that were on the Heisman graphic that ESPN, who you're so proud of, put on that Heisman graphic. What two players were on there? Stetson Bennett. 
<laughs> my actual picks. My actual picks. Come on, name them. CJ Stroud. I'll tell him. Caleb Williams and Hendon Hooker were both on that graphic. And at the beginning of the year, you would have called me crazy. Or who won't, who who won't win the Heisman, crazy. though? CJ or Caleb Williams. One of those Hendon two Hooker. players will win the Heisman. I promise you that. CJ Stroud. Dude, you just said that Ohio State is one of the most unbeatable teams in the college football playoffs. And he throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns like it's nothing. And Hendon Hooker, if he does that against Alabama like he's done against everyone else, I promise he will win it. Okay. All right. Something Matt Corral couldn't do last year, by the way. Probably because he got hurt by Tennessee because they were mad they threw <laughs> ran for two hundred yards on their ass. Very good. By the way, something to mention: <clears throat> Tennessee's been averaging as many points as they have without Cedric Tillman the past two weeks. Their only thousand yard receiver, their only thousand yard receiver from last season, is back in this game. So everyone wants to talk about Bryce Young. Yeah, we got something back. Our back. He's not too. Megatron. He doesn't make that big of a difference. I promise you, he does. Dude, Jalen Hyatt and Brew McCoy were looking the exact same. He won the pit game for us. So, congratulations! Every time I watched the pit game, he, the only person that Hendon Hooker knew how to throw the ball to was Cedric Tillman. No wonder he had 10, 10 20 catches because he got thirty targets. Ten to twenty catches. Listen to him. So beautiful. You this is someone that's never watched Cedric Tillman before. I did watch it because I, I was at Tillman the Tillman will be a first-rounder. He may be the first wide receiver off the board no. if it's not that kid from USC. No. Um, he had <laughs> – oh, they don't tell me targets. Nine catches for 160 yards. Oh, that's it? Oh, you want to hear something crazy? Number one PFF wide receiver in college football. Ain't – Cedric Tillman. Oh, it's a guy that's played against Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Troy, Kentucky. I don't know. Here, let, let's let them decide. All right, so Cedric Tillman was nine catches for 162 What's the best yards. defense you've Nine had? catches for 162 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Mingo at Ole Miss. Nine catches, 247 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> against Vanderbilt. This dude actually has the Vanderbilt. You did that against Pittsburgh, <laughs> who Pittsburgh just lost to Georgia Tech. Uh, Pittsburgh would beat the shit out of Andy. I disagree. I would 100%. I'd put a grand on that. And the fact that I look over and you have a fucking old Miss fan well, box hey, score. I don't make it up, dude. PFF has <laughs> John Domingo rated as the number one. PFF does it. <laughs> they have him as rated as the number one wide receiver. I don't make that up. Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman is not the greatest football player on the earth, so he does not make he's that big not. of a difference. He, but he makes a difference when he's no. your only 1,000-yard receiver and he's coming back on top of Brew McCoy, on top of Jalen Hyatt still being there. So, And obviously the Heisman winner at quarterback. <clears throat> Heisman hopeful, at least. Please just say that. No. All right. Let's get into one more game. Oak State at TCU. <sighs> oh, yeah. This is the other uh, Undefeated. Matchup. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Is Oak State undefeated as well? Mm-hmm. What's their ranking? Uh, number eight. I, this I just feel like this is a game Oklahoma State loses. They always have a one loss, and I feel like this could be it. That's fair. TCU, I think they win this game, but I don't think they go undefeated as well. They'll lose some Mickey Mouse game in the back half of their season. Yeah. But I just feel like TCU wins this game. It, it's at That's TCU, fair. right? Yeah, it's yeah. at TCU. That's fair. And Sonny Dice has been awesome. He's got it rolling. He's got yeah. those kids buying in. Um. I've really been kind of in on Oklahoma State this year because they're kind of been like Michigan of last year where Fair. they've been that under-the-radar team. And Because I was saying all last year that that was the greatest thing that happened to Michigan. Nobody be talking about them because they always, when Harbaugh would be in the freaking media, he would overhype his team and they would always collapse. <laughs> so the fact that they went under the radar helped them significantly last year and they obviously made the football 
playoffs, they they lost the yeah. first game, didn't they? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so it didn't. I mean, but you still made the playoffs, so it's an achievement, obviously. Um, and you beat Ohio State and everything. Oklahoma State's been kind of that team for me this year, so I'm gonna pick them. Um, Solely on that fact, because I, I like Spencer Sanders, their quarterback. He's been there for a while. And, obviously, the mullet's awesome. So, like, you got to ride with him. The fact that you have more thoughts on TCU and Oklahoma State than Tennessee-Alabama is bad. Because uh, most of my thoughts on Tennessee-Alabama are biased because I cannot stand Tennessee fans. <laughs> I cannot stand Tennessee I think fans. it's the one person you work with that you can't stand because I think I'm a very mellow Tennessee fan. No, you're fine. And the people I work with are fine. It's every other Tennessee fan. All these batshit crazy people. I can't stand Tennessee fans. They're they're worse than Memphis fans, so if you give them the bone, they run with it so far that you can't get the bone back. I don't understand how you like listen to it. Like we've won we I think we've had like one eight win season in like the past fifteen years. That's what I'm trying to say. But Tennessee fans just once they get there, they believe that they're the greatest thing on turf. <laughs> I've never been there in my lifetime. I'm just too I know you have to feel that. I'm just saying I can't stand Tennessee fans, and so that's I, why I'm the worst thing right to now. ever happen would be Tennessee to beat Alabama tomorrow. Because my God, I will never believe my house again because it'll be unbearable. Good old Rocky Top, man. Yep, mustard throwing Rocky Top. They'll be on the top of the world this time, Saturday night. Actually, seven o'clock is when we're recording this on Friday night. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee will be on top of the world. Actually, I take that back. It's a CBS game, so it'll be seven and a half hours long. Yeah. So midnight Saturday. Midnight night, tomorrow. Be, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, is that all you got? That's all I got. That's all I got. Quick, short, easy one today. Coop, I'll be a great, great night, my friend. And I can't wait to send you voice messages this weekend. <laughs> Fair enough.